Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Kay Moynihan. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, October 25th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we break down recent studies that show certain pills used to treat depression might not work as we expected. We always want the quick fix. We want to say, I'm going to take my medicine every day and things will be fine. And in study after study, what we found is it doesn't work like that for everyone. But first, the latest. A Russian court has rejected Brittany Griner's appeal to her sentencing. The WNBA star was found guilty of drug possession and smuggling back in August and sentenced to nine years in a Russian penal colony. Her lawyers say Griner was hoping for a reduced sentence, but a court near Moscow upheld the length of the punishment, saying it was fair. The Biden administration initially tried to secure a prisoner swap for her freedom, but there's been no news about any progress. Arizona officials are increasing security around ballot boxes because of reports that voters are being intimidated by self-appointed election watchers. Sometimes masked, often armed, one resident reported being followed by a group who took photos of them, their wife and their license plates as they dropped off ballots. There are worries that, fueled by lies about the 2020 election, things could get worse across the country as early voting continues in many states through November 8th. Yesterday, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said this was the DOJ's obligation. To guarantee a free uh, and fair vote by everyone who is qualified to vote uh, and will not permit voters to be intimidated. Adidas has officially cut ties with Kanye West. The sportswear company has been under mounting pressure to end its longtime partnership with the rapper after he went off on an anti-Semitic rant on a podcast earlier this month. Adidas isn't the first to walk away from West. Balenciaga and Vogue have already cut ties. And on Monday, his talent agency CAA dropped him as a client. TV studio MRC, which completed a documentary about him, has decided not to release it. Meta seems to be in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. On top of a global WhatsApp outage today, one of Meta's top investors says Mark Zuckerberg needs to focus on getting the company's mojo back. Brad Gertzner wrote an open letter to the CEO saying Facebook's parent company has drifted into the land of excess, especially when it comes to the metaverse. He says the whole thing is confusing to users. Stock in the company is down 60% this year, and Gertzner suggests a 20% cut in staffing costs. I wanted to make it official that I am back as Superman. That's Henry Cavill announcing some pretty big news on Instagram yesterday. The actor officially confirmed that he will put on the legendary red cape again and return to the DC Universe after appearing in a credit scene in the new movie Black Adam. Cavill played the superhero in 2013's Man of Steel. The image you see on this post and what you saw in Black Adam are just a very small taste of things to come. The Hollywood Reporter says DC is planning another standalone Superman movie, but no writer or director is attached yet. Here at the Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. A group of 30 liberal lawmakers signed an open letter Monday urging the White House to pursue a diplomatic end to Russia's war in Ukraine. 
As the nearly nine-month conflict enters the brutal winter months, the group of Democratic House members say that President Biden should seek direct negotiations with Vladimir Putin. The message was not well received among their Democratic colleagues, and Progressive Caucus Chair Pramila Jaypal had to send a follow-up statement recommitting the group's support for Ukraine's fight. But, she noted, even President Biden has said the end of the war will have to be negotiated eventually. U.S. stocks in Chinese companies have slumped by as much as 34% after President Xi Jinping made changes at the top of his government. There are worries of a loss of focus on private sector growth after Xi's election for a third term as leader. The Chinese president then reshuffled government, surrounding himself with only loyalists in top positions. It's thought that this consolidation may lead to tighter government regulation, even for non-state-owned companies. One commentator is calling Chinese stocks uninvestable now, although a top strategist at J.P. Morgan says fundamentals are solid and investors should buy into this dip. A group that helps determine U.S. food policies and train thousands of dietitians is getting millions of dollars from big junk food companies. New documents show that the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics received over $4 million in donations between 2011 and 2017 from the likes of Coca-Cola and Hershey. It also invested in stocks from companies including PepsiCo. This concerns experts who say the same people helping shape our diets are invested in companies making products linked to illnesses like type 2 diabetes. The Academy has dismissed the findings as inaccurate and misleading, saying there are rules in place to stop external influence on its policies. If you're anything like me, then you pat yourself on the back every time you recycle a soda bottle or plastic wrapper. But in recent years, as the production of plastic increased, recycling has come under scrutiny. Well, a new report found that the majority of plastic we use never actually gets recycled. It instead ends up in landfills. The report from Greenpeace found that only 5% of recycled material actually gets turned into something else, and that number is going down. Turns out, recycling plastic is a nearly impossible and difficult task, despite the industry's eco-friendly promises. If you've got animals in the house, you're probably familiar with the instinct to talk to your pets in that voice you only use for extra special, very good boys and girls. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, studies have shown that dogs react positively to a sing-songy voice. And now it turns out cats like it too, but only from their owners. If you're a stranger, they'll most likely still ignore you. Researchers in Paris say this is evidence that cats may actually like their owners and aren't just putting up with you for free food and shelter. Millions of Americans take antidepressants to deal with anxiety and depression. The most common type, known as SSRIs, or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, claim to correct a chemical imbalance in the brain by increasing levels of serotonin to decrease feelings of depression. Now, a major new study confirms what many in the medical community have long considered to be true, that low levels of serotonin may not be linked to depression after all. Insider's Hillary Brick covers public health, and she's here to put this research into context. So, Hillary, just to be clear, we're not telling anyone to go off their meds or that their meds aren't working. It's just that new research suggests they might not work the way we thought they did. Yeah, so 
This is something that has been brewing for quite a while among psychiatrists. Many have said for a long time, we know that, you know, it's not as simple as correcting a chemical imbalance in your brain. But of course, many people remember those commercials from like the early 2000s when you'd see the sad ball rolling around. You may feel exhausted, hopeless, and anxious. Then you'd hear all about this chemical imbalance. Depression may be related to an imbalance of natural chemicals between nerve cells in the brain. So that common general knowledge is out there and it really hasn't been debunked, even if doctors say, well, we know that it's not quite that straightforward that, you know, these drugs are doing something, but we don't totally understand the mechanism of action, as they call it. And I think it's helpful to understand the history of the drugs to understand why that is. So Hillary, what is the history behind the antidepressants people take now? Well, modern antidepressants in general all started being developed in the 60s and 70s after this very famous research in New York, where they found that patients who were given a certain kind of tuberculosis medication actually started feeling much better mood-wise. And so scientists, drug developers started developing drugs that were similar to the TB drugs, but they wanted to see if they could actually do something for other patients who were feeling depressed, who didn't have tuberculosis. So it was kind of this accidental discovery. And then the explanation for it came later that, you know, if these drugs are changing the way that serotonin moves through the brain, they must be correcting some imbalance. But it was kind of worked backwards. Like that wasn't something that was known. And then the drugs were developed for that reason. It was more, they found something that worked. And then, you know, the explanation came later. You spoke to Mark Horowitz, one of the researchers behind the new study. How does his work contradict the common knowledge? Yeah, so the new study is a meta-analysis. So it's not really like new research. It's more a roundup of all the research to date. But, you know, He points out things like low serotonin levels are not linked to more depression. In fact, when researchers have actually done studies where they will artificially lower people's serotonin, those people do not reliably become depressed. So we each have different levels of serotonin, and it doesn't necessarily mean if one person has lower serotonin than another person that that person is depressed. Hillary, what about any other key findings in this new study? Yeah. So, you know, he's been in this field for several years and he remembers trying to teach this to his own students when he was working on his PhD and not being able to really find a good original reference for it. So even though there isn't clear evidence that there is a chemical imbalance behind depression, it was just sort of accepted as general knowledge. So once the narrative kind of took float, it just sort of sailed on. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that that's true is because, as one of the sources in the story pointed out, there's nothing that we have that's better. There's no other pill. You know, there's, there's of course, other antidepressants that are not SSRIs, but outside of the antidepressants that we have, we haven't really found anything that works better. And so, People, many millions of people are still using these drugs because, you know, they do something. Now, what concerns do the experts you spoke to have about how this study might be misinterpreted? Yeah, a lot of the practitioners were 
concerned that either people will blame themselves for being on SSRIs or they'll feel like there's nothing we can do. The truth is we we do know a lot about depression. And in fact, in the UK, for example, there are evidence-based guidelines for practitioners, which suggest eight different interventions for mild depression before drugs like SSRIs are used. And those include guided self-help, group exercise, and meditation, of course, talk therapy as well. All of these things work well. But I think the frustrating thing is that, you know, we always want the quick fix. We want to say, I'm going to take my medicine every day and things will be fine. And, you know, in study after study, what we found is it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that for everyone. Hillary, thanks for talking. Thanks. Hillary Brick covers all things public health for Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Kay Moynihan. Talk to you soon. Bye.